0: Welcome everybody to the Legendarium. It's a weekend edition. I am Craig, and I'm here with Kyle and Todd. Hey, 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 guys. How uh, you doing? Kyle, identify yourself.
1: Hi, I'm I'm Kyle. Todd. <laughs>
2: I'm Todd.
1: Yeah, okay,
0: that's very nice. Todd's the old one.
2: Todd is the old one. All Todd's right. wearing a seersucker suit today. Oh
0: gosh. And he is inordinately <laughs> proud of
2: it. I am. I am. <laughs> Something about me and my gray hair. Oh gosh.
0: All right. So today we are spinning the wheel. It has been officially renamed with the help of our listeners. This is the Wheel of Tangents. And uh, this, this fits very nicely with how difficult it is for us to stay on topic ever.
2: I don't know what you're talking now about. Now we're
0: just embracing it. <laughs> I think it's beautiful. I think, you know, embrace it actually, who you It are. actually
1: kind of guides the chaos a little bit, though, because the tangent is purposeful.
0: It, it, it does. Yeah. So that's true. Whatever that means. So we generally try to keep these fairly short. But I think last week, you and I, Kyle, we went pretty long. We did ended up mm-hmm. doing four topics. So we'll see where this takes us. But I think we need to keep it. A little shorter this week
2: uh, you know what we can do we can do whatever yeah, we need we'll to do see, we'll see where it goes all yeah, right i'm in for a penny in for a pound
0: okay so we've got he's our got a
2: seersucker suit he's ready to go
0: we've got our wheel <laughs> and we've got our topics kyle why don't you read off our topics this week some of them are returning topics okay uh, some of them have names attached and we won't worry about those unless we land i on will
1: them. be your topical guide <laughs> the wheel of tangents number one <laughs> separating art from artist oh. number two topic idea Exclamation point.
0: You don't need to read the whole thing.
1: Oh. Just just give, it, give us the I do, gist. You I know? mean, you, okay. Give us the gist. Which member of the podcast has the best hair, LOL? LOL. Favorite jobs? What? Oh. Filming begins in Prague, Will of Time. Um, which plot would have been resolved the quickest if the protagonist just stopped being an idiot? <laughs> <laughs> best background music for reading? Mm. What fantasy is best at? And worst fantasy world to live in, worst power slash skill armor or whatever, so
0: yeah, I think we'll just take the first part of that, which one is worst to live? yeah worst in. fantasy, let's, yeah let's stick with that. okay, okay. so there are our eight topics. Mm-hmm. uh we're gonna start with Todd spinning the wheel, Todd, you can see the high tech pointing device. Uh, pointing toward the number that we will uh, ah. land on. So just yeah, high tech,
2: a- made of made of steel and. When did you get this golden and resin, resin. wheel? Yes. Yeah, I got that from Donald Trump. That's so <laughs> amazing. All right,
0: go ahead and spin the wheel, Todd. Give it a good spin. It's oh, not. not it's a, not a great wheel. So all right, here Is we go. That a lazy lazy Susan? Susan. All right, four. number four. Wheel of Time filming begins in Prague. <laughs> Todd, how much do you care?
2: uh on a scale of one to global thermonuclear war, it's about a four
0: really yeah that's a that's high okay <laughs> i okay. mean i'm not sure if i'm a four on that scale <laughs> and i
2: care that's a large scale <laughs> it is a large scale does it
1: you know does the scale does the distance between four and five and then five and six get larger
2: uh it's or is it
1: an equal distance the, so the real
2: the real question is how far is the distance from one to global thermonuclear war exactly yeah. so no i i am interested okay and,
0: now you have not read any of the wheel of time right
2: and that's the biggest reason why i am interested um
0: so you're not passionate but you're interested
2: no 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 no. so he doesn't um,
1: have to read it because it's a long <laughs> <sweet. series. laughs> it is
2: it that is that does figure into part of it i watched you guys go through the year of hell it wasn't um, no, that's, no that's great
0: it's a great series. That's what I you're, called it. You're giving the wrong impression.
2: No 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 no. The reason that I called it the year of hell cuz
0: you weren't on the podcast. Uh
2: that was one of the reasons. Uh, <laughs> but the other reason was when I tried to talk to you guys about other stuff that was going on the immediate response was oh that sounds really interesting I got to read this book. Oh that's really interesting I got to read this book. Oh that's really interesting I have to read this book. And so it was it, it was a, I and I and I recognized as I was following the chat and all those other kinds of things That it was a long slog, um, that there was a lot going on. And for me, I knew I had zero time that I could give that particular series. But I also recognized that if there was that much passion about it, that probably someone was going to come out with an adaptation. It was probably going to be, you know, a, a, a a fairly hopeful adaptation that was going to be pretty good, depending on who got it. It would be, you know, a little more or a little less than good. Yeah. And, um, so I'm, I'm hopeful that based on the, based on the fact that we know that the group that's going to be doing it is putting a lot of money into it. They're putting a lot of hype into it. They're doing all the right things that it's not going to come out like the Sword of Shannara or Shannara. Uh,
1: sounds like we gave Todd the wrong impression over that year.
0: I think it may, that may be the case. And I think that's enough out of the guy who's never read Wheel of Time.
2: There you go.
1: What do you think?
2: Yeah. But I'm ex- <laughs> Prague is a beautiful, beautiful location. was enough. We need more. You need more. It's tangent. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, I think Prague. All right. This, this is going to be Wheel of Time chat. We'll give it a few minutes. So if you haven't read the Wheel of Time, we're not going to spoil anything, I don't think. Um, but if you haven't read it and you don't care, skip ahead a little bit to the next subject. and, and Whatever. I don't know. I wish we had a bell. That would be a nice signal. We could do one. I'll, on I'll, do next... I'll do a ding. I'll do a ding. All right. So, Kyle, have you been keeping track of this at all?
1: um a little bit
0: aside not. aside from the times when i want wander over to your desk mostly work. <laughs> that's my
1: twitter feed my twitter feed is your twitter feed when you say hey did you see this um which is great because then i don't have to actually be on twitter uh no i mean i've kind of i i'll i'll search news here and there um but i haven't been keeping up on it as far as like getting the most breaking news every single time something pops up right but i usually get that from you and so that's
0: Nice. Yeah. So today we're we're taping this uh, live into your ears. Uh, okay, that's a lie. It's a <laughs> lie. I, you know,
2: you're supposed to pretend like it's live. It, well, it's live as we're doing it. It's true.
0: Today, as we're filming this, there, uh, we uh Watt on Prime is a Twitter account that you can follow, and they'll release tidbits every now and then. Today, they released a sixty second video or something of. Uh-uh the table read the first table read that they did on september 10th or something like that um and so the cast got together and read it and they give you just a few lines it's just enough for the fans to get kind of mm-hmm. get pumped um and so that was nice
1: so let me tell you why i don't follow it though
0: okay cuz you you want to go in cold
1: kind of um cuz it's going to take a year before. and a half or 2 years for right. it to finish we've talked about this but i'm not a huge like i don't really care about spoilers all that much but I don't want to get over hype for it. If that okay. makes sense. So I don't yeah. want to and I don't want to feel like uh, I've so like I'll I'll you know compare it to these movie, summer's rose. These movie trailers that come out. And when you see the trailer you feel like you've watched the whole movie already. Sure. I don't want that to happen. I know that I know the story and everything, mm-hmm. but I want to be fairly new to the series, the T V series as I come into it. And so I like seeing the casting. I like seeing what's going on, but I don't necessarily want the the behind-the-scenes DVD before the DVD is even released. <laughs> sure, sure. You know what I mean?
0: Um, all right. Well, fair enough, but I'm just going to tell you more stuff right now anyway. That's fine. So they've done their first table read. Mm-hmm. They've released a few pictures, uh, including a goat, a Two Rivers goat or sheep. A Trolloc. I don't know, uh, but it's like one of those four-horned European mm-hmm. goats. Yeah, a Trolloc. Sure. And uh, let's that see. That really
2: hurt if they butt you, I'm sure. I,
0: no doubt. <laughs> um, and what was the other thing I was going to mention? Oh, yeah. Today, um, what, what's the name of the showrunner? Rafe Judkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, he, okay. he tweeted out. He tweeted the video hours later and says, Hey, sorry, I should have shared this earlier, but I was busy watching the cast race horses across a river. Oh, uh, which, you know, just, uh, exciting. Yeah, it gives you an indication of... Uh,
1: They're in on it. They're doing things
0: yeah they they are doing things and and at least they're following some part probably of the mm-hmm. book with that you know the problem with Shannara was that they said oh yeah there are these cool characters named uh named Alanon and named uh what, what, what's his name Olmsford you know and, uh, Eritrea they call her Eritrea but they took the <laughs> character names and they took the place names and then they said Screw everything else. I yeah. hate you. And this yeah. is that's stupid. Modern audiences won't appreciate this thing that their parents liked, you know, and so they changed everything and it was dumb. Yes, uh, they changed it poorly. So with this, hopefully, they just won't change that much mm-hmm. story-wise. I'm sure they will change plenty of things. But, sure. Uh, at least there will be some fun beats in there. And I think
1: that's kind of what it is. Is I don't. I mean, I guess that would be classified as spoilers, but I don't necessarily want to see the decision-making beforehand of, like, what have they chosen to cut? Right. Like, the speculation of, like, we haven't seen anybody be cast as Tom Maryland yet. Oh, right, Did right. they cut him? You know, and you know what? It, we'll see. Yeah.
0: Uh, I got you. Yeah. I got you. All right. So are we good on this? I, I, I yeah. kind of feel like, although I will say, Todd, you mentioned Prague is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm guessing Prague is our location for uh, Andor, or not Andor. Emmonsfield. So, no, not Emmonsfield. That's a farm for Camelin. Oh, right. Um, so when they get to the grand city of Camelin, it'll be Prague, which I'm all for. It should work out sure, well. Yeah. All right. Uh, and they gave all the cast regular British accents so far. So, okay. two rivers, British accent. That kinda,
2: that's, that's typical for a lot of high fantasy these days.
0: Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's TV. We need to sound awesome.
2: <laughs> so, so we make everybody have a typical British accent.
0: Kyle, spin the wheel. Get out from behind that microphone wow, that and spin well. the wheel. Watch out for your phone when you sit back down. Number seven. Number seven. This one also did not have a name attached to it.
2: Oh, that's too bad. Uh,
0: so what fantasy is best at? And what this person was getting at was uh, what what does fantasy do well that maybe other genres uh, don't mm, do as well, right? That's interesting. And I was thinking about this just a little bit, and... What I think fantasy can do better than, say, a more realist approach, you know, uh, some other, uh, and I'm sticking with fiction here, uh, but, you know, you just you read a book about some kid in, you know, rural Iowa or Brooklyn or whatever, and he goes through, his parents get divorced, and then he grows up, and he goes to school, and, you know, kind of that day-to-day realist uh, fiction. What I think fantasy does better than that is, it's able to go back to some of the uh, some of the regular obvious truths uh, about what it means to be human what it means to live in this world and all of that stuff uh, and give it just enough of a little twist uh, that it makes it interesting again and mm. you know it kind of makes you see it from a slightly different slightly askew angle so that you can consider that without it without rolling your eyes necessarily Um where it's like, how do I put it? Uh, you know, the kid in Brooklyn, his parents get divorced. It's like, okay, all right, so you're talking to kids whose parents get divorced. Uh, versus in fantasy, it might be, um, uh, you know, it might be parents being separated by, uh, my, my father was a merchant and he went away and we haven't seen him in a year and a half. And how do I deal with not having a parent? Does that make sense? Like you can give it a slightly different yeah. dressing. Um, that that feels familiar and yet slightly
2: foreign. I'll buy that.
1: Yeah, I think uh, what it does really well is it brings. Uh, I think it like elevates your conflict. It makes it more obvious a lot of the time mm-hmm. when you, you've got somebody struggling to learn magic, or you've got somebody to learn, struggling to you know adapt to this really crazy setting or whatever. Like it just magnifies and amplifies some of those. Like real life struggles that feel fantastic or over the top, but they it makes it accessible, um, and it doesn't fe- it doesn't feel like you said it doesn't feel quite as mundane as maybe like a real yeah. world Good. Situa- situation. Good
2: word for it. Yeah, yeah being held. Uh, my 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 first thought is that it allows us. Uh, it, it allows us to to go back to a more innocent time. In our lives, when we believed in things without a jaded perspective, or at least it does for me. When I was a kid, uh, I, I think back on the first time that I read through The Hobbit, and because that was that was really my first taste of fantasy literature. What a and, you know what a great taste! It spoils almost all the rest of the fantasy for the rest of your life, because everything has a hard time living up to the kind of fantasy that was that was that moment. But I believed in magic. I believed in it then. And I secretly believe in it still now, but I but I can't, I, I have a tough time reconciling the rest of my world with that that piece of things. And so fantasy literature for me is a complete opportunity to get back to a more simple perspective, to a simpler time in my life. And that escapist piece for me is better done by reading fantasy than anything else. When I read a, I, I, I also read a lot of, um, uh, Robert Ludlum and uh, some of the some of the pieces that he's done that are all uh, high, high thrillers. Yeah,
0: yeah, high octane thrillers.
2: Yeah, and they are fascinating. And I find myself occasionally as I read through those saying, oh, I've been there. Oh, I've been there. He got that aspect wrong. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, I understand that. Oh, I understand this aspect of banking that they're talking about. But it brings me back to all of these things that now I know and I understand, but it's part of my... It's, it's, it's part of who I am now. It's not part of who I used to be.
0: Would you say that when you're reading a Robert Ludlum novel uh, and you feel like he got some aspect of something wrong, um, does that take you out of the story? Um, and do you find it more valuable to go to a place that you have no familiarity with?
2: To me, it does. Um, and, and especially when they're, depending on what they're trying to, to depending on the, the villains that they're trying to deal with, um, a, a lot of the Ludlum books deal with Nazis. I am so done with Nazis. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm sure that uh, I'm sure all? that
0: many people in our audience will be happy to hear you say that, Todd.
2: <laughs> I I uh, I get tired of that. Um, <laughs> at, I, what,
0: at what point were you not? W- oh,
2: the first I'm, the first I'm three gonna,
0: because I am going to rip that quote out of context. The, I know and you put are. Put it on the internet.
2: I, I know you are. The first three books that he did that was talking about. And the Nazis survived World War Two and they're secretly hiding and they've been entrenched in in this banking industry. And they've been I Basically was like, oh, Hydra, that's really cool. Ooh, that's really cool. And then the third time I was like, really, again, oh, for crying out loud. <laughs> um, but uh, but I never get tired of evil wizards uh, and I may know what direction they're going to go. I may I may kind of have an idea of how these stories are going to run. And I may get surprised by the twists in the thrillers that Robert Ludlum does, and in the fantasy. But when I get surprised by the twists, I find myself thinking, "Huh, yeah, okay." But when I get surprised by the twists in a fantasy book, I'm like, "Oh, that was neat."
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, to go back to what you're talking about, as you know, as a child, you were reading The Hobbit, and and I was thinking, what fantasy does better than anything else for me is it. Kindles or rekindles a sense of wonder
2: that's a wonderful statement so
1: you can read a book and see this world that somebody has put together and you can be in awe of a setting or an idea and it's like being a kid discovering something again Um, and I think that you can have those moments in other genres but I think fantasy is particularly set up to do that
2: yeah agreed all right agreed I like it
0: I like what you said earlier, Kyle, about how it elevates conflicts, um, mm-hmm. or at least it can. Not right. not all not fantasy all. does this, but but uh, as mm-hmm. a genre, it's very accomplished at making things pretty stark. Sauron is the Dark Lord, and there ain't no getting around
2: that. And and you can you can add some um, you can add some fantastical elements to everyday individuals, and buy it in fantasy. But you do the same kind of thing. I mean, I'm not going to believe that a kid from a small town is going to be able to have some kind of an influence on the United Nations. But I am going to believe a kid from a small farm with a pig that talks to him, or that he kind of talks to, that he kind of understands
0: the oracular henwyn.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I am going to believe that he can go up against the high uh, against the the, the horned Lord. king yeah. and have something and have some power in that. We buy that. But we don't buy it in thrillers. We don't buy it in some of these other areas quite so easily. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Well, I want to go back to this idea of of elevating good and evil. And this is something that people complain about uh, and that I've always been a little bit confused by. Well, no, not confused, by, just disagree with. Um, You elevate good and evil and separate them, make them very stark, and kind of sift some of the gray out. Uh, in fantasy. And so not that it's all gone. I mean, you read the Lord of the Rings and that's a great example of good guys, good bad guys, very, very bad. Right. But then you have characters like Gollum and like Boromir and you know, you have to kind of uh, fill in the shades of gray, whatever. Uh, But I like this idea that, that it does let us see at least one person's interpretation of good and evil and decide for ourselves what you know, where we fall along that interpretation—not not, not okay. whether we are good or evil, but what we think of their interpretation of it—and Um and so it's like, you know, was was Saruman? What kind of evil was he? And do I have any Sarumanic tendencies? Did you yes. like Saru, that, that? Sarumanic word? tendencies, That's right?
2: Um Yeah, I think everybody just said yes to that one, didn't they? <laughs> everybody said that in their car. Yeah. Yes, 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 you do.
0: You know. <laughs> <laughs> but does that make sense? Like it, it, it's by making it stark, it makes it recognizable where if you're constantly only playing in the shades of gray, it kind of gives you this nihilistic attitude going back into real life saying, LOL, nothing matters because mm-hmm. everybody is evil. Um, yeah. And they're a little bit good too, but yeah, we're all just rotten at heart, you know, where seeing something uh, really clearly laid out, illustrated as good lets you see, uh, an example of that, something to live up to. And uh, on the flip I like side, that. something, something to, to live up to. And something, and to, something avoid. to avoid. Yeah. Uh, um, should we spin the wheel again? Sure. Let's do it. Uh, Is it Todd, your turn? Nope, my I, don't, turn? I don't spin the wheel. It's your turn, Todd. Uh, all right, give it a good. Oh, okay. Wow. All right. Here we go. And number, I'm going to go five on that okay. one. Chase Reed asked, Which plot would have been resolved the quickest if the protagonist just stopped being an idiot? Oh man! And Kyle, I I, when Kyle and I read this out earlier, (laughs) my immediate reaction was (laughs) Perrin from the Wheel of Time. Sorry, Todd. Uh, No, that's okay. But uh, maybe we'll come back to Perrin. Any other ideas?
1: Um, Breaking Bad.
0: Oh, okay. Well, who? All right. No, yeah, I talked about this. Was it just last week?
1: Yeah, probably. Um, or no, Walt, I think
0: it was maybe with Megan.
1: If Walt would have just swallowed his pride and maybe asked for help when he needed it, then he wouldn't have gone down the whole entire rabbit hole that had happened. Nice. And nice. then we would have no show, and we would all be better for it.
0: Um, I, I could also go with... Uh, 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 what's his name? Ned Stark. Yeah, Ned Stark, an idiot. Yeah, he's he's a noble idiot. He's a, a wonderful idiot. He's a kind idiot. He's a wise idiot. But he's an idiot. Yeah, right. Okay. So Yeah, agreed. And, and it spoiler yeah. alert: got his head chopped off. <laughs> uh, why would
1: yeah? Why would you tell Cersei your your plan? Your your grand plan? Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: Nobility. Todd, what do you think? Idiot.
2: Star Wars. Darth Star, Vader. Star Wars. Darth Vader. If he would, if if he had just. Been honest with the council and said, "I'm in love. Be over with this whole thing is oh, done."
0: So you mean Anakin Skywalker?
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: When you say Darth Vader, I was thinking, "No, just chop everybody's heads off, and then <laughs> the story's
2: over." Oh well, okay, yeah. If you want to go that direction, no, I was thinking three episodes earlier. Yeah, no. yeah.
0: Because yeah, a lot of people don't understand this. They don't realize that, but Darth Vader is in fact the protagonist of A New Hope and the empire were the good guys. So, I, I I hope you're all cool with that.
2: I I'm not sure I'm going to fight it. I'm just because I'm not <laughs> sure it's worth the time. That's a perspective. We'll deal with that. <laughs> There's I, a lot of perspectives in this world, yeah. that's one of them. <laughs> that's one. I the but but the the question is an From interesting a one. From certain point of view. <laughs> oh boy, thank you. Thank you, Alec Guinness. Um, who by the way said this is the biggest load of tripe <laughs> and it will never amount to anything when he was filming Star Wars. He said, it's absolute rubbish. And I think that he cashed checks until his dying day said, I'm doubt. so glad I did that rubbish. <laughs> um, the, I, IT, one of the things that I say all the time about um, musicals that I'm in is that somewhere around, somewhere between the beginning and the end of act two or the beginning and the middle of act two, the wheels fall off the show completely. And everybody has to just drag the thing across the finish line by singing songs um every every show, every movie, every story that we have seems to be about somebody keeping a secret from somebody else. And if they just freaking be honest and communicate, then we would have no show. We would have no story. We would have we would have no opportunity to be able to go through those things. Now I know that when we start talking about fantasy and we set up these epic cons these epic uh discrepancies between good and bad like you were talking about earlier we can still put them in place um but we have when when we start talking about more mundane stories uh some of the in stories that are we've that are woven throughout those some of the human pieces of those stories the human pieces are generally because somebody's keeping a secret from somebody else and that screws everything up hmm. and one of the lessons that one of the lessons that i tried that i have tried to take with me um is the faster that I can be honest with people around me, the, the faster that I can tell the truth, and the fewer secrets that we keep between us, the less likely somebody's going to be able to exploit that and make our and make the relationships that we need to get us through all of this destroyed.
0: I don't know what to say to that.
2: Tell the truth. <laughs> wait a minute. Wait a minute. Did I did I just get Craig to say he didn't know what to? I mean, was I that just speechless?
0: Don't... No, well, it's not like you. It's not like you stunned me to my core.
2: No, but, but wow, I I don't think I've ever heard him say that. That's I'm gonna put. I'm wearing my. I'm gonna wear the seersucker suit more often. Oh, good lord!
0: (laughs) All right, Kyle, spin the wheel. (laughs) Spinning. All right, it's spinning, and we are on. I'm gonna go six. Okay, looking at six on that. Uh, Best background music for reading. Ooh, this is a good one. Uh, I have mine locked and loaded. Do you guys have yours? Yes. I,
1: I don't. I don't listen to music when I read. No. I do listen to it when I write, but I don't listen to it when I read. That's interesting. It's different. Why? I don't know. Is I don't like. I don't weirdo? like. I don't like an external source influencing my interpretation of the read. I think that sometimes if I've got uh, like crescendos and like maybe it's a chase scene sounding music, but I'm not in the middle of reading a chase scene. Right. It throws me off. Um, it doesn't affect me as much if I'm actually thinking through and writing, and putting something on page okay. and I can dictate it because I'm like, okay, this is what I want to do. Uh-huh. And then I can tune it to that. And I, I get that. And if I have to change this, the music while I'm reading, it pulls me out of the story.
0: What about your, uh, tavern music from world of Warcraft?
1: That's some of the stuff that I listen to when I write. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But I don't, like I said, when if I'm, if I'm sitting down to read a book, cause at work, if I'm reading and I'm editing something, I'll put on music in the background because that's not like a story telling me, you know, something like right. that. But uh, if I'm reading a book, like I'm reading Elantris right now, I won't put on music in the background.
2: Huh. Okay. Todd. Um, chamber music. Okay. Um, typically, typically, at lo- I mean, all of this is typically at low volume. I'm not going to have it. I, I generally don't have it loud enough that it really interferes. Um, chamber music and uh, fresh air. Uh, there was a, there was a, a group Mannheim Steamroller, sure. That uh, made several albums called Fresh Air.
1: Don't they just make Christmas music?
0: Yeah, that's that, there's yeah. no other Mannheim Steamroller music. Oh, it's just you, Christmas
2: music. You are <laughs> s- such philistines.
0: That's, phil Philistines. Philistines. You just you cited Mannheim Steamroller and we're philistines. Yes. Okay. I'm
2: I'm an erudite bourgeois. You are
0: Philistine. That's Steinrollers.
2: Um no, they've they've got some they've got some great stuff. And it's and it's Philist- wonderful. Philistine to to. steamrollers. Yeah. <laughs> Philistine rollers. Yeah. Yeah, okay. You are, you're both Philistine.
0: That's so that's it's just, it's an odd choice. Um so this is great. We actually have three really different styles here represented because I listen to music. Uh, And I prefer to listen to music quite loud as I read. Really? Yes. But it's generally not, like you said, Kyle, I generally don't listen to music that's going to have a lot of rise and fall. Mm -hmm. uh, That's going to have a lot of, you know, storytelling music, right? So I don't listen to film soundtracks usually, Mm -hmm. depending on the film. Um, But I have a few playlists that I can dip into. One of them I made myself, uh, and it's called Hypno Groove. And it's basically just like, it's mostly uh, like electronic music. It's all instrumental music, uh, but it's all pretty even Mm -hmm. and nice, steady, firm beats um, and uh, pretty hypnotic. And the other one I didn't make, it's called, and I totally recommend people go look this up on Spotify. It's called, I call it Synthwave from Space. Space. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if you're not familiar with synth wave music, it's kind of throwback music. It's electronic stuff that kind of mimics the, the sound and feel of stuff made back in the 80s and 90s, uh, the electronic stuff from back then. FM84. Yes, FM84 is a big one. Oh, okay. Uh, but it's, uh, this playlist is all space-themed stuff. Oh, okay. And so... But it, synthetic. It's all... it's Well, it's synthis-
2: synthesized sound.
0: Synthesizer music, yeah. Okay. Synthetic, I guess that is what it's called. Hmm. Interesting. Anyway, I was actually, just last night, I was out here reading uh, Brent Weeks. And I was reading the Lightbringer one that I'm doing right now, the third Lightbringer book, and laying on that very couch. And I had that music up pretty loud. And I read for about an hour and a half before it finally actually put me to sleep. And it was (laughs) the best sleep I've had in a long time. Uh, Just with that music kind of cascading through. So, love it, and so it's yeah, it's nice,
2: nice, interesting point, a point of fact, um when George lucas was uh was working on the first Star Wars, he gave John Williams some classical pieces for reference points,
0: yeah, and I bet I can guess which ones they were, can you, yeah, holst holst was one uh I okay, well, gosh, now their names are fleeing me, so what were the other ones
2: um uh uh danube waltz yeah um uh uh, strauss no Mendelssohn um uh, was another one that he recommended as a piece to be considering okay um and then he used and then john williams as he was as he was talking about he said this one i want to feel this one this one i want to feel this way
0: yeah, if you go listen, anybody who's interested, if you're really familiar with the Imperial March or you know some other themes from Star Wars, go listen to Holst's Planets. Yeah, listen to Mars, and realize that you are listening to the Proto Imperial March. Yes, it you is are. It is, uh, it's almost shocking how much he ripped off of that, right down to the, the uh, rhythm patterns and all that. It's magnificent. Yeah, well done. Uh, do we dare do one more? Sure, let's do one more. Let's do it. Uh, okay, yeah, we're turn? about a half hour in. Todd, go for it. Spin the wheel. Here we go. He's spinning. It was an okay spin. Number five. We've already we done could, that yeah. one. It's spin again. again. That's the thing about this wheel. We need to figure out a way. We've
1: done it. Did we do two? No,
0: we haven't done two. Let's oh, okay. do two. This is a quick one. Which member of the podcast has the best hair? Todd. LOL. Well, that was that was in response to your response.
2: Todd. Todd has the best hair. Todd,
1: you have can terrible hair. Can terrible you nominate hair. yourself for the best hair? Are you
0: talking about hair on your head or on your back? Yes. Okay. All right. <laughs> no, Kyle used to have the best hair and then right. he cut it
1: off. And cut it off.
0: Um I never had the best hair.
2: I think oh, and Ryan, bless his heart. Um is missing some. Is missing is <laughs> missing more hair than
0: Yeah, he's missing all the good bits.
2: Yes. <laughs> I let's let's be honest.
0: There are two there are only two choices here. Megan. Megan and Stephanie.
2: Megan and Stephanie.
0: Now, I, and I, I kind of talked about this on one of our live streams. I think it was last week. Uh, Megan probably has the best hair. However, Stephanie is always doing fun colors and yeah. stuff with her hair. And so hers might be the coolest hair.
2: Yeah, I was going to say the most interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I will, I
1: will say have... I've probably received the best hair compliment.
0: What was that? Oh, the... feathered and lethal.
1: Feathered and lethal.
2: Feathered and lethal. That
0: was mm-hmm. back when he had long hair.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Did Craig give you that compliment? I did uh, not. I decidedly <laughs> did not. Who gave you that compliment? That just, is magnificent. Just a
0: coworker of mine.
1: Mm.
2: Wow. All right, we got to spend one more time. Wow.
0: Um, which ones haven't we done? I still say. <laughs> I just still pick say one Todd. We haven't done. I still
2: say Todd. I do not.
1: I have, All right.
0: I he have... has spun number one. Oh gosh, we don't have time for this.
2: Yes, we do. Go oh, for it. Shit.
0: <laughs> Separating art from artist.
2: Ooh, that that might yeah. need to be one that we do a timer on. Yeah. You get a minute, Craig.
0: Yeah, we're good. We don't
1: need no, we don't need no timers.
0: <laughs> Separating art from artist. This is difficult, uh, and it's difficult. Everybody, for everybody, it's difficult from a different angle. Mm-hmm. Okay, right? Because some people will say, oh, "I hate what that Orson Scott Card had to say about this or that," or um, you know, some people would argue that, "Oh, the." The, what is, what is the Hugo Awards, they're all a bunch of, a bunch of yuppie liberals, ah, blah, blah, whatever. And so it's like this idea of separating art from artists. Do you see what I'm saying? Like it's a, it's a different yeah. question for every person. I'll get that. I'll and, get that. Uh, you know, some people are going to dislike.
1: Everybody has a different line yeah. that they want to draw and what they're okay with forgiving or ignoring.
0: And so I guess the question here is regardless of why you feel like you need to separate the art from the artist, the question is can you and should you
1: I think it's oh, a similar, that's a very yeah. different question. Though. I think it's a similar question to what we talked about last time about the death of the author. You do? I think it's similar. Okay, go go for it. Uh, because I think you can you can interpret the art without bringing in, you know, the artist's real life. Um, you can interpret the art for what it is okay. and just what is, what is on page and what is not. So Rothfuss and the way that he interacts with his fans and all of that, we've talked about this countless uh-huh. times, that doesn't, that doesn't hold weight at all to my enjoyment when I'm reading the book or his political views or whatever. I don't really care about them. I'm reading what's in the book for what it is and that's separating. Um, Okay. But you know, like you said, everybody has a different line. Do I listen to Michael Jackson? No. Do I want to support him in any way? No. Well, you do know he's he's dead. dead. Yeah. But his foundation or anything like that? No, I don't support any of that because of, things that he's done so i don't separate his
0: allegedly i'm just kidding you know i mean like
1: and and that's that's you know like you said people brought up orson scott card people bring that up a lot uh, sure. in the fantasy sci-fi realm yes they do and you can choose to support him or not support him and i i still enjoy ender's game
0: yeah yeah I, yeah but at a certain point there is a True. line and you know we talk about wheel of time a little bit in this episode robert jordan Weird dude. Weird dude. Weird dude. Weird. Had a lot of very out there ideas, right? Mm-hmm. So.
1: I think uh, uh Lovecraft came up in one of our episodes recently too. Yes,
0: that's been a big one lately. Mm-hmm. Todd, you don't like Lovecraft probably for different reasons, but a lot of people say they won't read Lovecraft or support him or they they have a hard time with him because he was so rabidly racist.
2: Yeah. Uh and and mine have been uh, my reasons for my reasons for avoiding Lovecraft were more, um, were more about the, 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 the rapidness of his fans. Um, <laughs> because when, whenever, whenever I get people saying, Oh, you really got it. That's when I go, no, I don't. Um, but then <laughs> that's, it that's depends. Why I haven't watched Westworld. It depends on the, why
1: I haven't read the Cosmere <laughs> It depends on the fan.
2: And I have to admit, Craig, after getting to know you and talking with you about it, I'm reevaluating that point. For me, the the question about art and artist, I really, I don't, I don't engage it very often. Um, and about the the idea of separating the art from the artist, I really, I really don't. Um, I guess for me, I've made a determination for, for what I, for what they're, for what I'm looking for in their art, and if that is something that resonates with me. I am less inclined to make decisions about whether or not I will or will not engage their material based on that rather than based on any of the concerns about who they are, what they are, what they support, all of that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah. Let me see if I can make a point well enough to be satisfied and leave it in the episode. Ooh, let's see. (laughs) This ought to be
2: interesting if he's not sure.
0: I'm not sure. What What I want to get at is, like I said... Uh, everybody has to engage this question from a different angle, from a different direction. Um, And what do you think of this, this idea? A person of a conservative disposition, and I am not talking about capital C conservative, however defined in whatever country you happen to live in.
2: You're not talking about a political or economic. I'm not talking about a a
0: partisan affiliation. I'm talking about a disposition. Okay. Okay. Uh, Somebody of a certain disposition who is going to be put off? Maybe you know somebody of a more traditional mindset um, is going to be more easily put off by where artists tend to go more often, which is in a more radical, revolutionary uh, direction. Um, so they are often at loggerheads. Somebody with that traditional mindset versus somebody with the the revolutionary or radical mindset, and those words do not apply the way that. People often use no. I get it. I get it. This is so. I cannot stress enough that this is not a partisan thing. But my point is, um, a person with that conservative disposition gets more practice at separating art from artist than someone who shares uh, the tendency, the art, the uh, the tendencies that the artists tend toward. If that, so in other words, that redundancy.
2: So in other words, you are more likely to to be interested in the question of separating art from artist if you have um, belief structures or a disposition contrary to the art that you consume.
0: Right. So, you know, I'm thinking of, um, I, I go back to rock and roll in the 60s. Okay. And this was very counterculture. Okay. It was very revolutionary stuff. Um, and yet... Uh, You know, everybody loves it. It's classic rock. It's oldies. It's, you know, everybody loves Led Zeppelin. Well, Jimmy Page got into some weird, you know, and so maybe it's Michael Jackson. Maybe it's somebody else from, you know, decades ago. Maybe it's somebody now. And uh, so somebody of a who doesn't share that disposition gets more practice at separating it. And therefore, it's it comes more second nature to them if they want to consume art.
2: I'll buy that. Um, yeah, I'd buy that. Yeah.
0: Anyway, and I guess yeah, they- I, it just makes me nervous to say something like this because there, on any side of the political spectrum, you're going to find traditionalists and you're going to find revolutionaries. They are there in you know on any side, and so I can't stress enough that I'm not making that no that kind of a point.
2: And I think the other the other thing that I, I think there's another piece of this though, and that is that. Um, I, I, I think people who are engaged in creating art um, often have a different perspective on what the artistic process is all about. I do a lot of, I do a lot of music. I do a lot of theater. I do a lot of, of work in those, in those environments. And so I have had lots of opportunities to come across art that I do not, that, that doesn't resonate with me.
0: I think it's fair to say that you are dispositionally conservative.
2: I am very dispositionally conservative. Okay, um, and and not not necessarily always politically or any of those kinds of things. There's lots of things about me that I'm probably that are unexpected. They, I'm probably, probably a few along the way, but for the most part, yeah, I'm probably pretty conservative. Um, and yet, my willingness to to engage lots of pieces of art that. Do not fall inside. In fact, we were talking about this earlier with some of the, some of the shows that, uh, that, that we, that we watch, that we talk about Oh yeah, before the mics, before came on. the mics came on and my, my wife, bless her heart, uh, uh-uh, not even going to get close to it. She, she stays away from those things. If the art and the artist don't seem to match her own personal viewpoints, she walks away from them. And for me, if the art or the artist don't necessarily jive with what I, what my personal convictions are. It doesn't necessarily turn me off. In fact, in some ways, it makes me say, "Hmm, I wonder if there's a piece of information in there that I can that I can understand better, so that I can understand the human condition better, so that I can create art better."
0: Yeah, that's exa- exactly what I was going to bring up. Is that maybe we should be seeking out art? You know, maybe not a hundred percent of the time, but we should be seeking out art that is uh, perhaps contrary to our uh, to our own disposition to stretch our our uh what am i trying to say
2: to stretch our to stretch our dispositions our to see how and, how well we can yeah. I, if broaden life,
0: your scope broaden your if, scope
2: if life is about trying to if if part of life is trying to learn to um understand others other people and to be a better human being if this level 3 stuff that we like to talk about is really important then one of the best ways that you can expand that i believe is to engage art that doesn't necessarily immediately agree with all of your own dispositions. Yeah. Not because you're going to be warped and twisted by it, but because you can find out more about what other people value and maybe find some common ground that you didn't know existed.
0: There's a, Or maybe find something about yourself that you didn't know existed.
2: And, and that's good too. And that's power. You know, there was a... There was a uh, did you guys ever watch Battlestar Galactica? Mm-hmm. A little bit. Do you remember... It, it was season three, about mm-hmm. midway through. Uh, and, and I'm talking about the Galactica reboot. Mm-hmm. Um, season three, about midway th- uh, about midway through the season, they did an episode on the black market, um, and about how a black market always always grows up. Whenever you've got people together, no matter how good thing, no matter how bad things are, and how much we need each other, there's always going to be somebody developing a black market. And at first, it starts out about antibiotics and medicine, and then as they dig deeper into what this whole thing is about, they get to a place where they find out that it's also about um, slave uh, about human slavery and child prostitution and um, some really, really ugly stuff and and when that episode was done, I took a break. I said, okay, this one's this one's gone a little too weird. And I stepped away, but I also recognized that Ron Moore was making, he was he was challenging some assumptions. He was walking in and saying, these are things that probably need to be discussed at some level and we need to be aware of them and three weeks later i was back watching the show again because i wanted to see where else he was going to take me was powerful stuff didn't agree with anything that i believe in or that i find enjoyable or pleasant but i think it's made me a better human being
0: all right well there's your plug for battlestar galactica for the day uh Eh, okay frack no frack all right (laughs) let's call it there unless anybody has anything else to say no nope. good all right so so much for this weekend episode we went another 40 45 minutes whatever it was um and uh hit us up on reddit go to discord if you need a discord link find me on twitter facebook instagram it's just we're everywhere whatever All right. If anybody has any direct questions, you can email me. And if you enjoy the show, support us on Patreon. We greatly appreciate those who do. I got a note actually this week from somebody who had had to edit their pledge a little while ago from $5 per episode down to one. And this person sent me a, a note and said, oh gosh, you know, I'm so sorry about that. It's not a reflection on your show. I just, you know, financial situation changed at no point Will we ever look at somebody who has to edit their pledge or delete their pledge and say, wow, screw you. Like, no, not at not all. Not at all. We not appre- at all. We appreciate the support for how long you can give it. Um, and uh, if you can, that'd be great.
1: It just, I just think it's kind of weird that you're building a Scrooge McDuck money bin next to the studio, though. It, it, that's true.
2: I find it weird that he bathes in it, with, but not won't let the rest. Of- oh, wait a minute. Maybe that's a good thing. Oh, yeah.
1: God. Yeah. Jeez, Todd. <laughs>
0: on that note, wave
1: in space <laughs>
0: everyone go listen to synthwave in space on spotify freaking weirdo you're not coming back todd is banned from the weekend episodes for i don't know how long At thanks least, thanks least for listening weeks. everybody goodbye <laughs>
2: Oh, magnificent
0: uh, that was a weird episode that was it was good though it
2: was good now I did watch I are we recording
1: oh yeah always recording but we're not you're gonna be okay on, okay this is not gonna audio. be used this is not gonna be used Greg will send it I to did your watch. family
2: I did watch
0: oh man that's good Shh. holy smokes
2: that that. Was, yeah wow, there were there were like oh again but I can't pull my eyes away but right? I <laughs>